Good day to you. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for listening. It's a chilly morning here. I left out, admittedly, very unprepared. I was cold. I didn't know it was going to be this cold this morning. We've actually been above freezing uh, most mornings now. Overnights have not been that cold. Oh, man, hunting season ends tomorrow at sundown. What a bummer, right? I've been so engaged in hunting this year. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I don't have to plan around hunting? (laughs) Oh, well. I've only got two deer. I'm very bummed. I shot at one last night. And I'm like, how in the world did I miss? I mean, that doe took off running like a bolt of lightning down the mountain and I'm like um okay well she's gone (laughs) and I'm I'm very responsible now I tracked where I thought she would be I know what to do to look for a shot deer I feel like my shot was good but I'm telling you like if I hadn't got two deer this hunting season over the last 10, 11 days, I'd think, man, I'm the worst shot ever because didn't I get that deer? (laughs) Uh, Anyway, it's been fun. Hopefully whatever you're doing, things are going well for you spiritually. You're growing. Are you maturing, friend? What is the Lord God eternal speaking to you? What is he saying to you today? If you have not determine what that is. Turn this silly thing off and go do that, won't you? God, what are you speaking to me? What are you speaking to my household? What are you speaking to my family outside of my walls? What are you saying to the body of Christ? What are you saying on the earth in this hour, in this age, in this very moment? Oh, Spirit of the living God, what are you declaring To all of creation. Oh man, y'all, I want to know. I want to be a messenger of the oracles of God. And like, I really am in a place of anticipating that. Here we are, I don't know how many weeks, months now from our immersion baptism. And y'all, I was just praising the Lord as I drove, as I began to leave this morning. And in my prayer time at the house this morning of just like, God, this, this is it. Like, this is what... I had a minuscule amount of faith to believe I could be on the other side. And when I was actually in the kingdom, born again, born of the water, born of the spirit, and I don't care if you've heard me say that 137 times, I'll say it 4,000 more. In the kingdom, it's everything I imagined. I am different. I have been given newness of life like the end of that Scripture says in John 3 about like, everything's new. The enemy of my life has been drowned in the baptismal waters. I'm sorry, what? What was that? I can't hear you anymore. I can't hear you. In what sense? The enemy is in the water. Drowned. I'm not listening. I've been cut off. I have been separated and delivered. The waters that brought me into life, joining myself with the death, drowned my enemies. I'm no longer there. 
I'm no longer accessible in the same way that I was before. And, and friends, if you have not known that, get in. Get the revelation and get in. What in the world are we waiting for, friends? Oh my gosh, we are a people who just are waiting for something that I'm not sure is going to come in the way that we're waiting for it to. All right, Joel, well, that sounds kind of like you're opposing this series, The Power of Preparation. What about preparation? Okay, well, let's talk about that. Briefly, because I have something else to share in light of the ongoing series this morning. There has got to be a time where we are prepared spiritually to receive what it is the Lord is calling us into and unto. And then we move and we act. Like Abram was called. He was called. He was set apart by God. I had this awesome conversation with my mother-in-law at our kitchen our kitchen table yesterday morning for hours about how God, God by his will, he had had it with mankind, came down, frustrated the ways of man at Babel. I'm done with you. I wash my hands of you. I'm done. I will create and fashion a people out of a man for myself. I will start, in a sense, I will start over again. And Abram was called. He responds to this mysterious Elohim of Elohims, Yahweh eternal God. And he gives his life to serve this God of all the ages. But then he begins to do something. He, he set out in preparation, in faith, receiving the instruction from the Lord. Go. Okay. Well, there had to be, y'all, we don't have time to go into all this because this isn't what I'm going to talk about this morning. But he had to do some things. The gathering of his family. The land to go unto. Just like when I first started part one of this, of this series about the natural preparation even necessary to do things that are kingdom sourced. We must be a people who respond to the oracle of God and move. We prepare and we move. Yeshua Jesus all right, well, it, oh gosh, where in the world do we stop? Where do we begin? Where do we stop? This stuff, I could, I could rename this entire podcast. Well, I can't rename it. It, has, has a, it would have to have a name first. I could, I could start an offshoot podcast, and all it is is, hey, welcome to the Preparation Podcast, <laughs> episode 4000. The power of preparation, I'm finding, like, I could talk about this forever. Yahweh God eternal formulated a plan to become flesh and bone, to redeem mankind unto himself. And he executed that plan by action, by placing himself within the womb of a natural woman and allowing the course of humanity to unfold. 
in all of Yeshua's life was a preparation unto an end. He prepared himself through constant daily self-denial in death to his will. Constant, absolutely consistent, moment by moment, preparation for becoming the ultimate sacrificial lamb, capital L, the slain lamb. There was, there was a great, immeasurable, awesome plan that was prepared to redeem all of mankind. And y'all, we've got to get to a place where we have to be careful that our preparation and our plan is not a, that it cannot become a hindrance to the movement upon the preparation purpose. We must be prepared and then we must do something in response to what we are preparing for. So friends, like, may we not go to our graves only preparing. May we not go another year only preparing. There's got to be a season of movement upon the preparation in faith. I see it all around me. Well, where are you at with with XXX? Well, just waiting to hear from the Lord. Waiting for God to speak. Oh my gosh, well, okay, that's fine. And like, yes and amen, there are there is a place for that. And like, I get that. But like, are we really laboring like, are we, again, we go back to those two points under preparation. Anticipation. Um, and what was the other one? Expectation. All right, God, now, now, now. Not in impatience now. Not in impatient as a juvenile believer. Not as an as a, um, unweaned child. I'm not talking about angst now. I'm not talking about anxiety. I'm talking about a servant-master relationship that's waiting at the door for his return. He's coming. He's coming. He's coming. He's coming. Is it now? Is it now? I'm ready. Do you understand what I'm saying? A constant preparation partnered equally with an expectation and an anticipation of the now moment of moving out in faith to accomplish what has been prepared and what we ourselves are preparing for. Oh man, there's a lot within that. This morning, however, um, it came to mind during my prayer time this morning, I was just thinking about the awesome promise that Jesus gave his disciples. And I went and I read it this morning, and I just journaled some things about it, did, did a very quick um, word study. John chapter 14, verse 2 primarily. Yeshua is talking to his disciples, his closest brothers, men, flawed men, men much like you and I, called, set apart, distinguishable, but often just not appropriately handling the responsibility of, of what they were called to. Didn't know how to handle that. Didn't know what to do 
with their committing themselves to following the Messiah, of being a student of the rabbi. And of course, Jesus knew this. He knew <laughs> he knew the hearts of men. We talked about that in the Mark account of the paralytic. He looks into the hearts of men and reads them. He knew. He wasn't surprised by the deception in the hearts of the disciples or the fear or the shame. He knew that from the very from the beginning and the outset of when he called them. He knew that. But in, in, in John 14, too, it just struck me, and this is the thing, as, as we move into this installment of the power of preparation, this series, admittedly, is quite different than what I've normally done in the sense of I'm not, I'm not kind of leaving off at one part and then continuing the next. I mean, this is very different. It's, it's, it's kind of just under the theme, if you will, of preparation in very different approaches to it. And so this morning I want to talk about a totally different look at preparation that just this morning just really struck me and just really caused me yet again to sit back. Just like when I did that message on Psalm 91 after reading that for a couple days in just like the awe of Yahweh eternal God and how he has beckoned men unto himself. Y'all, the world has got to hear that God is not an angry rod-wheeling God who loves to discipline everybody because they're so naughty. (laughs) And you better watch out. Don't you make God angry. Oh, you better be careful. We have such a misunderstanding. Even those of us who have been in in the church our whole lives, we do not know God. And so I want to put another little a little jewel in the crown of of God's awesomeness and His work on our behalf. I'm going to have to keep it brief. I'm already 15 minutes in. John 14, 2. Yeshua is talking to His disciples and He says something that's very intriguing. And He tells them this. We all know this verse, but just please pay attention. I go to prepare a place for you. Let's just stop right there. (laughs) So, Yahweh God, Emmanuel, which is God wrapped up in flesh and blood, in the God-man, Yeshua Messiah. He tells the disciples... I'm leaving, and the reason I'm leaving here is to prepare a place for you. And and so for those who give their lives to the follow me call, well, what's the follow me call? Go all the way back to my very first podcast at the beginning of this year and listen to that because I still think that's very true. The follow me call. What is that? What what are we saying when we say, yes, you are the son of God and I will follow you? What is it we're saying? 
We have to know that for starters. We have to know what we're committing to and if, in fact, we see him as he is. So for those who have, in fact, done that, he says, I go to prepare a place for you. Amazing, right? Amazing that God would send himself to the earth, lowered himself, dethroned himself to become man in order to make a way that all mankind who choose to do so can walk accordingly and make their way back to him. A redeeming of all mankind as a, as a gift and a extension of invitation by Yahweh God himself to an entirely undeserving humanity. So Yeshua is saying, I am going away from here to make preparations for you. I'm preparing something for you. Y'all, like, do we understand how incredibly mind-boggling that is? Do you know who you are? Oh, yeah, I'm a vile, wretched sin. No, I'm not talking about that. Okay, we are natural men. Originally, our, our, our father was first Adam. We are born enemies of God through the rebellion of our fathers. Cursed. Unholy, unrighteous, unable to approach the awesome throne of God, and rightly so. So God makes a way for us through himself, his son. And, and as we begin to get to the culmination of the natural life of Messiah on the earth, he's, he's right at the end now. He says, hey, I'm leaving to make preparation for you. For those who are my disciples, I'm going now to prepare something for my disciples. For those who have said, I will, I will follow you. And when you start doing some even topical word studies, he's going to prepare an abode, a residence. He's going to prepare a marked set apart, distinguishable dwelling. That really caught my attention when you start looking at that alone. It is a marked, distinguishable, boundary set dwelling abode and residence that is being built by the Messiah for those who call him master, teacher, Lord. Now, this is what really got me going this morning. Because when you start looking into Yeshua Messiah being, and we talk about this all the time, you know, I mean, if you listen to this podcast at all, it filters down to most everything I talk about, is how Jesus was the forerunner Messiah. He was the firstborn of many brethren. 
He did not come and do what he did. He did not come and accomplish what he accomplished and fulfill every single thing that he did just to call it finished, put a jar on it, set it on a shelf, and you just go grab it off the shelf and walk away with it. The fulfillment of everything that he accomplished in perfection is not bottled up for us to simply drink down and ingest. And we are magically as he is. We have got to get the mental picture of all of what the scripture says about the firstborn of many brethren reality. Yeshua Messiah came to make a way for us to walk. That is clear as a bell in the written scriptures. He was the forerunner, pioneer, God-man for all others who would fall or follow rather into his pattern, follow his ways and do likewise as he walked. In the same manner as he walked, as he now, in 2019, as he is now, Emmanuel. I talk about this all the time. I am Emmanuel in the sense of eternal Yahweh God indwells me upon this natural earth in a body of flesh. I now am a God-man. And if you don't like that, and if you think that's self-deification, then I would say you don't know the reality of the gospel. And it has been lessened where we are just fallen, natural men who have Jesus in our heart and are just trying not to sin as much as we did before Jesus came into our heart. Friends, that is a, that is a pathetic example of kingdom living. That is an extremely lesser vantage point of the finished work reality. And so let's talk about that point scripturally for just a moment. Near Eastern culture, it was known that when, because again, we, had, we don't really understand kings here. We have a president who is in no way a king or an emperor, albeit they at times try to make you think they are. We don't live in that society. But in Near Eastern culture, it was known that crews of men would go out and travel ahead of kings who would be traveling on a journey. And in that culture, these men would go out and in the natural, they would literally prepare the way for the king to travel. They knew his itinerary, they knew where he was going, and these men would go out and their sole job and purpose was to carve out a way to make sure, literally now, that the road would be level and passable for the king to come. These men went out and that was their job, was to make sure that this road was made straight and level for the king. The king's coming through here. That, what, a, what a job, right? You are preparing the way for the king. Oh, y'all, do you hear what I'm saying? This is why the eternal word is incredible. How can we be bored reading the Bible and studying to show ourselves approved? 
We should be like, oh man, I can't wait to study tonight. I can't wait to get up earlier in the morning and read and study. To what? To prepare ourselves. And to what? Prepare the way. Like here's the awesome dichotomy of, of like the gospel. Forerunner Messiah. Yeshua Jesus Christ. He paved out a way for us to walk as the forerunner, as the firstborn. Do you understand that God himself made a way for you to walk, to return to him? He is the way. He is the truth. He's the life. He's the gate. He's the door. Why? Because there is one way to God. That's why there's only one way. Because Yeshua Messiah made that one way and no one else is going another to lead to eternal Yahweh God. There is no other way to Him. There is no other path. There's no other road that has been carved out for the king. But here's what's weird. <laughs> here's what's astounding, friend. The king paved the way for you to walk to him. Do you understand that, friend? The king of kings lowered himself to become a servant man to go and prepare the way for you to walk and return to Him. That's why with honor I hold my head high and I say, Oh God, I will prepare the way for you. I will prepare the way for your return, Yeshua Messiah, because you made a way for me to come to you. I want to go ahead of his return now, like John the Baptist, like I'm saying, with regularity, to say, the master's coming, the master's coming, make the path straight. The master's coming, I will make this path smooth for him. How do I do that? <laughs> we can't even wrap our brains around this by walking in the way that the Master Himself carved out for us to walk. He has already made the path straight, friend. Walk ye in it. Walk in it. Walk in it. Walk in it. The king of all kings made himself a servant of all men. And he marked out a way. He made the path level and travelable for you, my friend, to go to him and return unto your creator. And he said what? Now I leave. He, he said that, of course, prophetically. I'm about to go. I'm leaving here to prepare a place for you. I'm building you an abode, a dwelling. For who? 
for his disciples now, for those who said, I will follow you. I will lay down my life and I will give myself to follow you and you alone. For these, he left. Because, of course, we're on this side. And so now, friend, do you understand that? Christ the King, the preeminent one seated upon every throne in every galaxy, the mediator Messiah, preeminent one, the great high priest, he is preparing now a place, an abode for you. Oh my gosh, friends, this is incredible. How undeserving we are. How undeserving we are. Yes and amen, but let's give ourselves to, yes, that is true, but that is true. That he also has made that reality for us. For those who would abandon their will and walk in the way that he carved out for us to come to him boldly to house his glory. We are vessels of his glory, y'all. We are vessels of the temple, tabernacle, ark of the covenant, Yahweh God. This is why we must prepare ourselves. The power of preparation is fueled by this truth. The power of preparation is given the unction and the want to and the overwhelming desire to respond to this truth of what God has done to prepare for you and for me and for any man who would become his disciple and call him rabbi teacher and forsake his will, become a regenerated man, become born of the Spirit, and become born of the water, and thereby enter into the kingdom of what? Let's just close the door on this and say amen, y'all. The abode of God. Friends, have you entered the abode of God? Because listen, I'm telling you, We have been told clearly, I don't care what anybody says for the rest of my days. It was told clear as a bell to Nicodemus and to you and to me and to every other man. You can see the kingdom. You can perceive the kingdom upon being regenerated. When you are born again, you can see it. But to enter it, you must be born of the Spirit, and you must be born of the water. Friends, do not be satisfied with perceiving alone. And that's what I'm saying. I'll go back to where I started, and I'll close this message on um, part five of power of preparation. Do not be satisfied by seeing and perceiving alone. A way has been made. A way has been prepared for you to go in. Go in, friends. Go in. Be immersed. You cannot be immersed in a lake 
by standing beside it and staring at it. You are not in it. And you cannot get in it until you move. Until you do something in response to the revelation that it is there. So friends, have you been made aware that it is there? Have you perceived the kingdom? Are you sure you have entered? A place has been prepared for us to go into. And a place is now being prepared that we will enter into in fullness free of this body. This limited body of flesh and bone. There is a place being prepared for you, my friend, but there is a place in the here and now for us to enter into by preparation, by perceiving, by being born and born and born and born and born and born and enabled to enter into. Y'all, every single thing has been done for us to enter in. We are the only hindrance. We are the only dragging of the feet of going in through the door, the gate that is Yeshua Messiah himself. God himself giving us access to know him and to be known by him in fullness. The power of preparation, y'all. Who, who in the world can understand all that has been prepared for us by our awesome God? There is none like Him. Friends, that's why we must sound like the psalmists. Who is like you? Who is like our God? Who is like the Elohim of Elohims? Who is like Him? There is none. There is none like Him. There is none beside Him. There is none above Him. There is none in His vicinity. There is none like you, O God. He has prepared a way for us. And that is incredible. That is the ultimate power of preparation. Amen.